politics, life, Cross Kitchens, Kansas City's home remodeler, presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, online at crosskitchenskc.com. Common sense, human nature, and instinct are taking over in America, and it's easy as we go through our daily lives to see things occurring in the way they're presented to us and use common sense and instinct and all the, all the traits that we have and look at them and go, yeah, that doesn't sound right. Now, we talked about this a lot on yesterday's podcast and the media getting so many things wrong coming out of the holiday weekend. We now have some updates that are just spectacular that were pretty easy to predict just based on a lot of liberal reaction or liberal media or people with their hair on fire in this country just blasting things out there, seeing if they'll stick against the wall, and none more glorious than the little boy that's the Chiefs fan that dressed up and went to the game on Sunday in Las Vegas to watch the Chiefs beat the Raiders. I'll call him Chiefs kids, but I'm Chiefs kid, but I'm going to give you a little more information about him. His name is Holden Armenta. His family is from Santa Inez, California. And his mom has posted on Facebook blasting Deadspin and the writer who wrote the story accusing her son of being racist and wearing blackface. Possible, it's possible that a lawsuit could come out of this. And are you ready for this glorious little nugget? Because we talked about this on the podcast yesterday. This is the ridiculousness of Deadspin and the reporter and the deception of showing the picture of only half of his face in black and not the part that was in red just as we suggested is possible when you looked at the young man and what he was wearing, it did not take a rocket scientist. Okay, this was a this was a very intricate uh, attire the young man was wearing. The headdress was not something you buy at a toy store, okay, like we had when we were little kids or something like that. It was beautiful. I mean, it was glorious. It looked like it completely and totally looked like an homage to Native Americans. It looked like a credit, a thing of beauty, handmade. It just looked absolutely gorgeous. And it turns out, according to the mom on her Facebook page, the boy is Native American. He belongs to the Chumash Indian tribe in California. His great-grandfather was the tribal leader. The current tribal chair is Vincent Armenta. The Armentas have been leading this thing, this tribe, uh, the, the Chumash tribe, apparently for generations. They are absolute leaders in a tribe. And what the boy was wearing was a credit to all Native Americans everywhere. This is just too good to be true. This needs to be the biggest story. It needs to be the biggest story in America. This looks like a terrific young man. He's a Chiefs fan. His parents took him to a game. What he was wearing, I, I cannot overstate this, is absolutely glorious. It is colorful it is beautiful. The feathers appear to be absolutely real. Everything about this looks handmade and traditional. I'm certain with the Chumash Indians, I can't imagine they ordered it on Amazon and had it sent to their kid. It just looks like everything you would want to wear to a Chiefs game if you were honoring your Native American heritage and teaching your young son to understand the past, to understand his ancestors, to understand the struggle, if you will, the plight, but also to understand where you are today, which is in a country where you can succeed. You're a happy young boy. You love the Kansas City Chiefs and you love football and you love America. There is nothing, not one single thing negative about this story. It is all goodness. It is a, it is an American mixing bowl tossed salad full of goodness. It's every goodness ingredient you can put into one dish. It's so glorious. And it blows up the media at the same time because they just exploded. And the reaction from the left when they saw this story on Deadspin, the, the people on the left do not wait. They do not. They do not care about the facts. They don't care about the details. They don't wait for anything. They just jump in and America sucks and America's racist and the NFL is awful and this... They need to suspend the Chiefs, and they need to fine them, and they haven't done this. And they need to stop the chop, and they got to do this and that. It is remarkable how stupid these people are, if for no other reason than they can't just slow down. Take a breath. You see a kid. You see a photo. It's from the side. Hmm. Is his whole face black? Because it didn't make sense. 
blackface and Native American didn't really go together, did it? It didn't make sense. The first time I saw it, I thought, well, that doesn't seem right. What, what's going on here with that paint on his face? There must be something else here that I'm not seeing. You know, like they were getting ready to put a logo on or maybe something different or whatever. And then, of course, we see what they did. I, I feel I don't know this. I cannot report this to you as fact today. But I feel pretty certain that those colors and the way that paint was divided right down his face is a fairly traditional Chumash Native American thing. That they did something that has been done before. And that he was also honoring the tribe that way. And his great-grandfather, who was the tribal leader. And apparently his grandpa now? I, I, there's, there's lineage of this Armenta family all the way down for generations with the Chumash tribe. All in leadership positions. The current tribal chair is Vincent Armenta. The young man's name is Holden Armenta. I mean, this story's just, at this point, it's too good to be true. And they're going to ask why they lose elections. When we get election integrity back, when we square this thing up, when we start doing more voter ID and have more paper ballots and we stop all the mail-ins and all the scamming and, and all the conservatives start winning every election, they're going to wonder what the hell they did wrong. And this is what they did wrong. And they do a lot of things wrong. There is never context to their reporting. They don't care about the facts. They only care about something either visually or triggering. Words that trigger or pictures that are visually stimulating. That's it. They don't care about the meat of the story, the context, nothing. That Just end it right there. Let's do the trigger part and let's leave it alone and let it fester. Let's show the picture, call a boy racist at a football game and blame the NFL and let it sit. And then as it unravels over the next few days, these things all get forgotten, remember? Because the instant thing people see is this picture, oh my God, Chiefs fans are racist. And this boy is racist. That's what people see instantly. This one will not go away. I'm sorry, it's not going away that fast. This has got to unravel on them. And I, I, I implore the family to take legal action against Deadspin. And the writer personally, I implore them to do that. They should, if they want to draw attention, because clearly what we have here, and this is the worst part for the left, clearly what we have is a majority of Native Americans in the United States that do not care that the Kansas City Chiefs are named Chiefs, that they actually think it's an honor. I've said this before. Do the royals need to change their name? Because they're named after the royal family? Isn't that racist? The royals are white racist. These are, the, these are the people we left. We had an entire revolution here to get away from the, the monarchy in the United Kingdom. And the royals are named after that? That's offensive to me. You can find offense in anything. What we know is the majority of Native Americans do not care that the Kansas City Chiefs are named the Chiefs. And they actually like and entrust the Chiefs at this point, not only to support Native American causes, which the Chiefs do to millions of dollars a year now. You can call it blood money, uh, buy-offs, pay-offs, whatever. Whatever you want to call it. It is what it is, but the tribes will accept the money and they work directly with the Chiefs on how to best honor these tribes. The drum is okay. The chop is okay. Right? I think war paint running around was probably not okay. Uh, I, I, there's certain things that chiefs have changed and it's become more sensitive, but they're working with Native American tribes to make it honorable to the people. These were great and brave warriors. Can we not see them for what they were? In fact, the chiefs were never even named after them. It just became the mascot. We know the chiefs were named after H. Roe Bartle, the mayor of Kansas City, who got the chiefs here. His nickname was Chief. They just called him Chief. So they became the Kansas City Chiefs. That's easy. We'll come up with a little Arrowhead logo with a KC on it. And off we go. Man, this is a great story. This is a great day for real Americans. This is a great day for getting the word out that almost nobody knows, and that is the overwhelming majority, the overwhelming majority of Native Americans are okay with all this. We remember we talked about the high school in Arizona that's named the Chiefs, and they wear full headdress and do all these different things, and they do all these things. And like the New York Times went there and wanted to write a story about how there's some high school 
It's an it's a Native American tribe high school. And the New York Times thought, well, gosh, you've got to change your name. And they're like, no, this is glorious. This is who we are. We're okay with the Kansas City Chiefs. If they want to carry on our tradition of being noble and great, we'll accept that. And our football team is named the Chiefs too. Of course, the New York Times was trying to say the high school team being named the Chiefs is one thing because it's on tribal land and it's their school, but they got to hate the fact that the Kansas City, they're like, no, we love the fact that Chiefs are the Chiefs. Then they're everywhere. I said, look, the, the muckrakers around here, the ones that are typically outside Arrowhead when you see five or 10 people change the name, change the name, and they're chanting, those are Native Americans from Oklahoma. And I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know which tribe it is, but there, there's one woman in Oklahoma that's a crazy leftist activist, and you know who these people are. And look, let's not even put them in a box. This is not being a Native American person. This is not being a, a white Ivy League female liberal. It's not being black. It's not being LGBTQ. It's not any of those things. Don't put them in a box. We know who these people are. Crazy liberals are crazy liberals. It doesn't matter. The cause doesn't matter. Here's what's happening to all of them. Nobody is listening to their cause anymore because they're crazy. And they show up with the craziest crap and they just scream and scream and scream and they glue their hands to the pavement and they wear insanely offensive signs and they spray paint their body like there's blood all over it. Nobody's going to listen to these people. They have worn out their welcome. There are more serious problems in the world than their little causes that most of America doesn't care about or pay attention to. The, the measure of true equality in the United States is nobody gets preferential or needs preferential attention that we all just live our lives and coexist. We're really close to it. We are the most perfect union on earth for that. And it isn't even close. And so all of this stuff is falling on deaf ears. And this chiefs fan is just, it's such a glorious story. I, I want to meet the young man. I'd love to have the mother on the podcast. I mean, I just, I'm going to guess this is just one great family that while going to a Chiefs game and celebrating your family's heritage with an unbelievable ensemble to wear to the game for the young boy, you could not have looked better. How could you not look at that? And the first thing you thought is, you know what? I think he might be Native American. That's not a costume you buy on Amazon. That's not an NFL shop.com headdress he's wearing. I mean, it was beautiful. It was spectacular. I applaud this family and I support them in everything they do, going after Deadspin and the writer. Holden Armenta is the young man's name. And the mother says they are all part of the Chumash Indian tribe. They live in Santa Inez, California. And this is typical. There are Chiefs fans all over the country now. You don't have to have any connection whatsoever to Kansas City. And you may love the Kansas City Chiefs and they may be your team. And God bless them. And I hope this creates a firestorm like a groundswell of Native Americans that put on traditional wardrobe and wear it to Chiefs games and just let the media attack them. Do it. You love the Chiefs. You love your tribe. You love your heritage. Do it. Do it. Trust me. Every person out there like me is going to look at you and think, that's spectacular. We honor you. We value you. We applaud you for recognizing your heritage and celebrating it with a football team and honoring and remembering those that you lost. Man, this is too good to be true. All right, I've seen the videos now of the incident at Shawnee Mission East High School. If you didn't hear this story or haven't heard this story on Monday's podcast, a white boy was suspended for fighting with a black girl, which is an amazing headline. There you have it racist white boy. And in fact, on the video, he says the N-word as he goes after her and they start, they're basically bitch slapping each other. There's no other way to say it. It wasn't much of a fight. He wasn't much of a fighter and she wasn't much of a fighter. And they basically slapped each other and pushed each other around in the hallway. In fact, it was so nonviolent. Nobody even really stepped in to break it up. It looked like a Saturday Night Live sketch. It did. If you can imagine any slap fight 
between a boy that can't fight and a girl that can't fight. This was it. But it doesn't change what actually happened. And let me say this right up front. This boy needs some counseling. He shouted the N-word at her. He needs either some anger management or some sort of counseling or something that that is not okay. Okay? That's not okay. So let's start there. Now let's back it up to what actually happened. Because Shawnee Mission East, I've seen the video. It was all on something called the KC Deflector, which is a black-owned media outlet in Kansas City. It is basically just black news. And they showed the whole video. There were two videos, and I saw it all. Now, their story is incredibly, if you ask me, misleading. Let me just give you the facts of what the video showed. Now that we've established the fact that the boy deserved the suspension and maybe needs some counseling and whatever, now let me describe for you what actually happened on the video. The black girl is standing in the hallway with two white girls, and she's irate at them because she thinks they called her a bad word, a racial slur. And she says, oh, no, well, the two girls say it wasn't us. And they go, well, I don't, she says, well, I don't care. And, and they go, maybe one person, not one person, it was more. And the, and the black girl just keeps going on and on and on. Y'all white people, y'all are racist. And you're calling me names and all this stuff. And these white girls are like, eh. I mean, there is nothing going to happen with these white girls. They, there ain't no chance they're taking this bait. They're standing in the hallway trying to be respectful to this young lady who's freaking out. Okay, and trying to tell these white girls that you and all the other white girls in the school are looking at me funny and calling me names and doing all this stuff. And they're like, uh, yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. And these two girls turn and eventually after about 20 seconds on the video, 30 seconds, they turn and walk away. And now the black girl's really pissed. You don't turn your back on me and walk away. And if you got something to say to me, you better say it to my face. Well, it's not a completely empty hallway. It appears it's outside the lunchroom where there are more people. There's a few people in the hallway. And prior to this, a white boy had walked by with a backpack on, minding his own business, and he's now down 30 feet down the hallway. But the black girl won't stop. The white girls are farther past the white dude. They're gone. They're, they're leaving. They're out. They don't want any trouble. I ain't taking this spit from this chick. We're out of here. They're gone. And the white kid is walking away, the boy. And as the girls are not quite disappearing from the frame, the, the black girl's still screaming at him. That's it. Just walk away. You know, you, you know what I'm describing. You've seen this. The white girls are still being taunted by the black girl in front of whoever wants to see it. And the boy walking away with the backpack on while walking away just says, shut the F up. He doesn't even turn and say it to her. He's gone. He's walking away. He's just tired of it. He's walking down the hallway. He's like, so here's what I've deduced from this. This is the girl at school that causes all the problems. The black girl won't shut up. We all know people like that. We all went to high school with people like that. She won't shut up. She annoys everybody. And so this boy has no not the, no dog in the fight. But I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This black girl's pretty well known throughout the school as a muckraker and a, a problem maker. And he's tired of hearing her. He's tired of hearing her racism and this and that. And she hollers now something at him. It says, you got something to say to me? And he turns around and goes, yeah, I do. N-word. And he comes after her. And it's on. And it's pathetic. It's not much of a fight. Again, it's a slap fight. The boy should never have done that. The shut the F up thing, I can live with. Turning around and engaging the girl is absolutely 1 million percent wrong. But here's the fact of the story. The girl got what she wanted. She wanted a fight. She wanted somebody to call her the N-word. She wanted a reason to brawl. She wanted everything that she believes in her head to be true. And lo and behold, one young white boy's mistake, not controlling his temper, turning around, being goaded into a fight by the black girl, now has everybody in the city in an uproar that Shawnee Mission East is a racist school. Folks, I'm telling you, I've watched the video and this, this black girl, she needs to be suspended too because she's a troublemaker. She is a troublemaker, and she was making trouble. And I sort of suggested that on yesterday's podcast. We sort of knew that. Because you know what doesn't happen? White people don't just walk up to black people and call them the N-word. If you're the trouble kid at school that everybody is annoyed with, and you're sick and you're tired of it, and you get pushed to doing something that's outrageous and stupid like that white boy did, you don't have an excuse for that. But it is fundamentally part of the story to ask 
Why did this happen? Why was there a slap fight? And why did the boy use the N-word? Which she can use and, and probably did. You couldn't hear all the stuff on the audio. But I'm sure when she was talking to the girls, you called me that. Yeah. And by the way, it is repeatedly used thousands of times a day, the N-word, with all these high school kids in the music they listen to. So I don't know when it's going to be acceptable for young white people who love rap music to use the N-word, but they hear it a thousand times a day in their music and in the culture. And for many, it's the culture that they like and aspire to and whatever and believe in. So I guess if, if this is going to be a very common word in the English language in America, we cannot have a word that is accepted in culture and art and all of these different ways, movies, everything, everything that we have, we cannot have something that is so universally used and adored by young people who are those that consume entertainment, music and movies and things like this, and not allow them all to use the word. That doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right to me. But I know what happened there. And the boy has a problem, and he should have to go to some sort of counseling, and he's been suspended, and he's not going to live this down for quite some time. And he snapped. He absolutely snapped. No question about it. But I'm going to report to you something that nobody else is going to tell you. That black girl got exactly what she wanted. That's all she wanted. That is all she wanted to prove to everyone that all these white kids at Shawnee Mission East are terrible. She tried to pick a fight with the girls. The girls walked away. As a boy's walking away, he just is annoyed with her and says, shut the F up. And she shouts back at him and challenges him. And he, well, what's he going to do? Right? He gets challenged and he turns around as he comes after her. It's just so outrageous. So outrageous. <clears throat> All right, what's not outrageous is the holidays. and We love the holidays. Later this week or early next, we're going to do a podcast strictly on volunteerism, charity, service for others, or doing something for someone you don't know for the holidays. So we're looking forward to that. One of the things we've been highlighting has been Meet the Need a great charity in the Excelsior Springs area where Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC is collecting toys right now. We would be so honored if you found the time to take a couple of minutes and log on to walmart.com or JCPenney has a great long heritage here in Kansas City, jcp.com. doesn't have to be Amazon, but maybe that's easiest for you. Find a toy, any kind of toy, 10 bucks or less. doesn't matter. The dollar amount doesn't matter. Just send one thing. You've got Amazon Prime. You ship free. You don't have to put a name on it. You don't have to put a note with it. Nothing. 1501 Kearney Road, Excelsior Springs, Missouri, 64024. That's easy. If you didn't write that down or can't write that down right now, just log on to robertsrobinson.com and you can get their address. 1501 Kearney Road, Excelsior Springs, Missouri, 64024. Send them a toy. Let them put it in the bin. It's a cool thing they're doing right now at Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC. Buck Disposal's a great sponsor of KKHI, as is Buck Roofing. Ron Buck was having a very difficult time getting large containers from these big corporate companies to come to his job sites when he'd strip the old roof off of a house. And there would be days that the container wasn't there on time. And that really wrecks things for his crew. And then when he was done with it, they wouldn't come haul it away. So he went out and bought 100 containers and said, I'm going to start my own container business. Certainly, he services Buck Roofing now on every job that they do. But Buck Disposal can help you as well. I've been kind of looking at these things. I, I drive around. I see a lot of houses that are being remodeled or redone or things like that. I see job sites that have these. And I see some big corporations on the side of some of them. And some of them look like really small mom and pop, which is great. And I, I would not you know, tell you, hey, take your business away from somebody that's been good to you, especially if they're a small business guy doing his thing. Now, don't take it away from them if they're doing a good job. But if you're having the same trouble that Ron had, and he tells me this industry is just fraught with difficulties, give Buck Disposal a chance. Online at buckdisposal.com or 913-242-7695. It is buckdisposal.com. Dr. Kip Van Camp has helped many of our listeners already with regenerative medicine. This is, look, look. Dr. Van Camp was a board certified, double board certified, interventional radiologist. And he changed about 13 years ago what he wanted to do after his dad became ill. 
He said, I want to help my dad prolong his life. I want to help my dad. And that became his work, his mission. And he learned and he learned and he learned. And since then, he has written and published multiple journals nationally on stem cell and tissue research, joint pain, COVID shot issues, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's work. They do PRP blood spinning, uh, patch therapy, ozone therapy, and of course, most people call it stem cell, but it's tissue. Uh, Let your body's tissue work for you. A consultation with Dr. Van Camp when you tell him what ails you, whether you're just lethargic, don't feel well, joint pain, chronic pain that pills and shots have not fixed, call Dr. Van Camp's office at 913-745-5300 and see if IdealHealthKC.com could be for you. There is no reason to live in pain if this will fix you. There's none. They're located in Shawnee at K7 and Shawnee Mission Parkway, IdealHealthKC.com. Love those guys. All right, let's talk about buffoonery here on the left. Because when we talk about things like Deadspin and the stories that they did, that's not as much buffoonery as as laziness and, hey, this is our game. This is what we do. This is our game. Go throw something against the wall. Get the narrative out there for 24 hours. Then when the facts are found out, nobody will care. The impact will have already been made. That's their game. That's their craft. That's their art. They don't have to be right. Because the media won't, most of the media won't then report that they were wrong. So that's intentional. But the lunacy, the idiocy, the the buffoonery on the left is not. And we can talk, as we talk about Joe Biden, we can talk about the Chinese spy balloon was just complete buffoonery. Biden falling down all over the place, stuttering and stammering, falling asleep in a meeting in, in the East, in Asia. All the things we've seen Biden do. The list is too long for me to go on and on. You've seen it. There's a lot of buffoonery in this White House. Corrine Jean-Pierre is just the epitome of buffoonery in much of what she says. But within buffoonery and expecting your White House and your government to protect you, we have an open border. We have two wars going on we're funding. We have all this different stuff going on. And if you're asking yourself, are we any good at this? Just think of this symbolism. These people can't put up a White House Christmas tree. The Christmas tree blew over at the White House yesterday. It blew over. It blew over. Now, we know that there's this whole crew that tries to shorten the distance Biden has to walk to keep him from tripping or stumbling or falling. These are exactly the kinds of things that they should be good at because they're not good at the big things, but they should be good at these little things. If you're running a White House based on symbolism, virtue, things that are really shallow, you should be really good at putting up a Christmas tree. You should say there's really only one important thing about the Christmas tree. Are we 100% sure this thing is sturdy? It's not going to fall. We're not going to be embarrassed by this tree, right? It's plugged in properly. The lights aren't going to go out. It's not going to shock somebody. Everything's grounded. We're safe here. It's good, right? That's it. That's the only thing. Don't let the tree embarrass us. Well, the tree embarrassed him. It fell over. And you couldn't have a better symbol of Biden's presidency at this point in his presidency than the fact that they can't even put up a dang Christmas tree. It is buffoonery, but it's everywhere with these people. And it's not just D.C. Laura Kelly, our liberal governor in Kansas, she says, I play the middle. I'm bipartisan. She claimed there's a license plate controversy in Kansas. If you live in Missouri or you're not in Kansas and don't know the story, there's no reason for you to know this story other than they're changing the license plates, adding one more digit to it in Kansas because we're such a big state. We need another digit. We got to be like the bigger, cooler liberal states and have seven digits instead of six. It's ridiculous. And that this would be easier for the cops to see. We're going to come up with a new deal. They say that. No. Well, what did they come up with? What did the liberals in Kansas come up with? They came up with something that looks exactly like a liberal license plate. It's nothing beautiful. And it's Missouri Tigers colors. It's black and gold. (laughs) Immediately, people all over Kansas are like, what the F is this? No. It's been about a week. It's been a major uproar. They've told us, I have a really cool license plate. Somehow I got lucky. Mine is like 073 PGA, which is phenomenal. 
I mean, that's just as great as it gets. PGA Tour, for one, for a long time, 73 was the best score I ever shot. It's kind of cool. I told Jessica, they're making me get a new one. When I when my title's up, and I, they're going to make you get a new one. I said, I'm keeping that one. I'm going to put it on the wall or frame it or something. I like the license plate. But you have no option to keep it other than to hang it in your bar or something. So they're switching them, and there's been all this uproar. And now Laura Kelly has decided she's rescinding it. And they're going to work on something new and different. She says she's bipartisan. She promised she'd be bipartisan. Really? So all she heard from was Republicans on this? She basically said in her statement, all I heard from was conservatives in Kansas that hate this. So I'm a bipartisan governor. I'm rescinding this. I'm like, damn, could you rescind about 100 other things you've done? Because your license plate sucks like everything else you've done as governor. Like really bad. You're no middle-of-the-road governor. You stink. And if the Republicans could ever put up a good candidate for governor, we'd be in good shape. But we don't. We put up terrible candidates for governor. Terrible. The worst. Laura Kelly's rescinding the black and gold Missouri Tiger license plate in Kansas. I mean, you Mizzou fans ought to just be having a ball with this. You you weren't just under KU fan skin. It was K-State fans, too. And Wichita State's kind of your colors. They didn't like it either. Wichita State fans are like, no. Shocker colors and Mizzou colors are pretty much the same. But they're like, "Mm -mm, no, that's not really Kansas. Come up with something else. And so they're going to try to come up with something else. Thank you, Laura Kelly, for being a bipartisan governor and listening to the conservatives in your state that think you're an idiot for putting together a black and gold license plate in the state of Kansas, you buffoon. Good Lord, these people are bad at what they do in so, so many ways. Sports is brought to you by the Finch Knife Company. Their Christmas collection is available now. If you want to check them out at finchknifeco.com. They do wonderful work. They can even laser engrave logos, slogans, artwork on the blade of their knives. If you order a certain amount, they're more than happy to do that for you. And get it done. Finchknifeco.com. Really cool when they laser etch logos on the blades for you. You want to check out their wonderful collection of pocket knives. This is a great gift. And I've got somebody on my list I'm giving one to for Christmas. And Jessica said yesterday, do you think he'll really like it and use it? And I said, yes and no. And she says, what do you mean? I said, well, he values our friendship, and this will mean a lot to him. The gift will mean a lot. Is he going camping in the woods and using his knife like my brother-in-law would? No. No, but it's a handy tool around the house. It's something he may want to display on his desk or as a collectible and say, hey, this is from my friend Kevin. I got it for Christmas one year. It is absolutely that gift. There's no question it's that gift. Cool stuff. FinchKnifeCo.com. North Kansas City Dental, I'm back in the chair next Tuesday. We're working on about a three-year program where we're taking out the old metal fillings from my childhood and replacing them with the new modern ones that are better for you. We don't do these all at once. What he does is works with my insurance and says, hey, let's do this many this year. I think going in next week, the insurance is going to pay. You have so much to spend every year. So we max that out. And then what I have to pay is not very much. 100, 150 bucks or something like that. And I get these fillings replaced. And then next year, we'll do some more. I do my regular checkup. It's covered with my insurance. And then at some point next fall, we'll take a few more out. And it'll be the same thing. They're absolutely rock stars at working with your insurance to make sure that this doesn't cost you any money. And there's a lot of things that you maybe need to have done, like I'm doing right now, that you can do out over years. It doesn't have to be done right away. So it doesn't cost you any money. Man, that's kind of dentist I like. Does that sound like a conservative dentist to you? It does to me. Absolutely does to me. North Kansas City Dental is online at nkcdental.com. And Advantage Termite and Pest Control is signing up for annual service in 2024. Now is the time to call for annual service. Advantage Termite and Pest Control the past couple of years has started doing lawn care as well. If you want somebody to put the fertilizer down for you and make sure you don't have any weeds and you have beautiful green grass, they do that as well. They're obviously separate crews than the pest guy that's coming, but it's kind of household services. It's all under one umbrella. And Aaron just continues to grow his business, but the customer service 
remains like they're the smallest little personal business anywhere in Kansas City. That's the beautiful part about Advantage Termite and Pest Control. Go to AdvantageTPC.com and see everything they do. And sign up for annual service. Put the auto pay on your card quarterly and forget about it. No bugs, no weeds, no nothing. Advantage Termite and Pest Control, 913-768-8989. On to sports. How about this one? The Royals want to build a new stadium. And the estimate of what this is going to cost Jackson County now has dropped by $1.28 billion. That, you heard that right. The cost of the new stadium for Jackson County taxpayers is, has gone down from October's estimate to November's estimate. It's down $1.28 billion. Again, liberal politicians at work, they say they had a formula error in their calculations in Jackson County. Shocking. They've had some formula errors with property taxes too, right? Wow. It's just across the board, Democrats are terrible at everything. They've blown your property taxes in Jackson County. And now they're saying, we thought over 40 years it was going to cost $6.41 billion for the new stadium, but now we think it's going to be $5.13 over 40 years. Can I take the over on both those? Now, I'm not going to be around probably in 40 years. I may. Probably not. Odds aren't with me. But I'd like to bet the over on $5.13 billion over 40 years, especially with Democrats in charge. And it looks like they'll always be in charge in Kansas City. So it's going way over that number. But I love they're like, oh, no, the price is down. They put a release out. Our, our, our. They admit it was a formula error, which is code for we're really stupid over here. Democrats are dumb. They can't add. They can't subtract. They don't really care because the, the only thing they know how to do is add. They add a percentage to your taxes and then just spend whatever they want. And when it doesn't balance out, they just add another percentage to your taxes. So that's the only thing they can do. They can't balance. They can't subtract. They can't divide. They can't multiply. They just know how to add to your taxes. That's what they do in Jackson County. Here's a great sports nugget. Tiger Woods is back this week. He's just been riddled with injuries after the car wreck and all the different things. He's playing in the Hero World Challenge this week in the Bahamas, which is his tournament. Tiger Woods is ranked 1,328th in the world right now. He gave a press conference, and he unloaded on the PGA Tour. Says he is now on the board, and it sounds like Tiger Woods might be the most important person on the PGA Tour board. And he basically spilled the beans. Said he's totally open to merging with and, and taking money from the Saudis. Are we going to criticize Tiger Woods and call him a racist? I'm ready for this because you did it to Phil Mickelson. Let's do it. Let's see the liberal media pile on Tiger, who is as conservative as Trump and you and me. Tiger's a Trump buddy. They're neighbors. It's, and he's like, okay, well, we had until December 31st to do a merger with the Saudis. And we may extend that. Tiger just said, that, he said we may extend December 31st because we still got a lot of questions and a lot of things we don't know. But of course, we're up to all on this tour playing for the Saudis and taking their money in. The people that own Fenway Park and the Red Sox also maybe want to invest in the PGA Tour. There are other entities that want to do that. They're looking at, you know, outside ownership and being a for-profit business going forward, which would obviously make a lot more money for the golfers, which is really what it's all about. And Tiger just sat there, and this made no news. The news is Tiger's back, and he's playing, and he could play once a month. And he may play in the Masters. And he may play in seven or eight events next year because he's doing better. And, you know, at the Masters, he couldn't walk four days. His legs and knees and ankle, everything hurt so bad he couldn't walk four days. He says he thinks he can play a tournament a month now. And he's roughly scheduled that out. He's going to play in this one, the Hero Challenge. We'll see what that looks like. But... Tiger sat there and spilled the beans and said, we're willing to take the money from the Saudis. No criticism at all. When it was Phil Mickelson, Brooks Kepka, kaboom. Tiger Woods, crickets. Tiger Woods' skin color is darker than Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson. It doesn't really fit their narrative in the leftist media in sports in the United States. We can't really paint Tiger Woods as a racist. You know the other name that went away when Tiger first came out? They asked him, somebody asked him one day in a press conference, do you consider yourself black? 
His mom's Asian, Thailand, his dad. He said, no, no, I'm the Cablin Asian. Cablin Asian would be Caucasian, black, and Asian. And I think the N in there is a little Native American. Cablin Asian. Coblin Asian would be the better way to say it, but Coblin Asian. He said it. It went away. The left and the media didn't want any part of that. (laughs) They didn't want any part of Tiger Woods saying I'm not black. Nope. I am not. Sorry, I'm not your social justice warrior. I'm not your Martin Luther King. I'm not going to be at a march, okay? I'm just an American kid that can really crush it on the golf course, and I'm about to go make a billion dollars. I just want to live my life. He's got flaws. He screwed up. He's done a lot of things. He's been addicted, clearly. He got all kinds of issues from his fame and fortune. But one issue he doesn't have is trying to pull the wool over the American public's eyes and say, I'm something I'm not. Tiger Woods will tell you he's an American. And I love that. More people need to do that. Mark Cuban is, what's going on? Midlife crisis here? What's going on with Mark Cuban? The owner of the Dallas Mavericks is selling the majority stake of his team to Sheldon Adelson's widow. Sheldon Adelson is a casino magnate. He died, right? Yeah, the widow, obviously. He's worth, he was worth $62 billion at his death. The widow wants to buy the majority of the Mavericks, and Cuban's going to sell it to her for $2 billion. The Adelsons gave $20 million to Donald Trump in 2016. Hmm. The widow, the Adelson widow, after Trump was elected, was given the Medal of Freedom by Donald Trump. Love that. Mark Cuban is selling to these great conservatives, the Dallas Mavericks. And that's kind of cool. The Adelsons. I have Miriam's her name. I haven't looked it up. I don't know how old she is. Sheldon was old. I can't imagine she's like 80-something buying an NBA team. I, I, I don't know. But she wants the majority of the Mavericks. I guess that means he'll keep part of it? Or he has minority partners now, and they keep their part, and he's out? I don't know. But Mark Cuban is also leaving Shark Tank, he's announced. That this season, 16th season, will be his last. So he's quitting his TV show, and he's selling his basketball team. What is Mark Cuban about to do? Is Mark Cuban prepping for a run at the White House in 28? Is that what this is? He's acted like he would want to start a third party. Is this political? I don't know, but he's getting out of sports and he's getting out of television. Very interesting news about Mark Cuban. We've got a sad and glorious story all in one here. Charlie Munger was 99 years old when he died in California. Charlie Munger is the vice chairman to Warren Buffett at Berkshire Hathaway. Charlie Munger is maybe the greatest investor of all time in the history of the world. And Warren Buffett will tell you that Charlie Munger is actually better at it than Warren Buffett. Charlie Munger did not like the spotlight. He did not want to do interviews. When they had their annual meetings, he would defer to Warren Buffett on every question that was asked. And then Buffett occasionally would say, do you have anything to add to Charlie? And he goes, nope, I've got nothing to add. And that was that. Warren Buffett nicknamed Charlie Munger the abominable no man. (laughs) Meaning since 1962, Charlie Munger has consistently told Warren Buffett no about deals that aren't good enough. And Buffett, privately, behind the scenes, has listened to Charlie Munger about almost everything. Warren Buffett discussed this in great detail a few years ago, saying, I would have been really good at this business either way. But without Charlie Munger, I never would have reached the heights that we reached. Charlie Munger taught Warren Buffett, don't buy mediocre stocks at a bargain, which is what Warren Buffett was doing. Warren Buffett bought a did he start by buying like a textile company or a paper company or something like that? It was, it was circling the drain. It sucked. Somewhere in Pennsylvania, the first thing he got the stock in was, a, and he did okay. He turned it around and they made a little money. And he did this several times. Between 1962, over the next decade, with Charlie Munger at his side, Charlie Munger's investments in Berkshire Hathaway, this is a time period where the S&P 500 did 5.6% on average annually. Charlie Munger's first decade, with Warren Buffett, did 24.4% annually. And he taught Warren Buffett, 
Leave those mediocre businesses alone that are on sale. Find yourself splendid businesses at reasonable prices. In other words, it doesn't have to be a bargain. If it's a really good business, you can buy it at a reasonable price and you're going to make more money as time goes on because it is a splendid business. That was Charlie Munger's words. Buy a splendid business at a reasonable price. I have followed much of what Warren Buffett has done over the last 20 years. We have Berkshire Hathaway stock, class B, not the big million dollar ones or whatever they're going for. And I've watched the things that he buys and sells within Berkshire Hathaway and Berkshire B. And he's become the largest shareholder of Apple. His largest holding is Apple stock. My largest holding is Apple stock. I've got no reason to not copy these guys. Apple is a splendid business that I've purchased four or five different times at reasonable prices. And I've been involved in the four-for-one split. It's been great. There's just no other way to say it. It's been great. I would never have... I didn't know this until now, and I've studied these guys a lot. I'm interested in business. I'm interested in finance. I'm no good at it. I'm no good at it. Like, I'm no good at it, but I'm fascinated by people who are. And I knew that Warren Buffett at some point had to be talked into buying tech stocks because he didn't believe in them. He's like, oh, the dot-com thing happened, and the bubble burst, and I'm a little scared of these, and these companies can come and go like Bitcoin. Okay. Charlie Munger said, look, if you see a splendid business, doesn't matter what industry it's in, and it's at a reasonable price, buy it. And that's worked for Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway. Charlie Munger was a genius. Charlie Munger was great. Charlie Munger was every bit as frugal as Warren Buffett. These guys died with hundreds of billions of dollars each. Well, Warren Buffett isn't dead yet. He's, got, he's six years younger than Munger. Warren Buffett is 93 and still working every day. Just a remarkable story. And I can't wait to see the movie. Someday, somebody will do, will pay homage to Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett and their story in a movie that will be done so well, you won't be able to take your eyes off of it. I hope for something as spectacular as Oppenheimer about Buffett and Munger. Rest in peace, Charlie Munger. You were a great one. Our final final is brought to you by Back9 Development, your custom home builder. T.J. Velkanskis would love to sit down with you and your family about Something you're ready to do now, something you're thinking about doing in a year or two. Maybe look at a piece of land that you're thinking about selling, or maybe you have land around where you live that could be prime for a subdivision or a development. Again, the key word here is development. He's a great custom home builder, but he's also into projects and developments. If you have land, you want to talk to TJ about your land, and you would like to develop the land, maybe even in a partnership, he's your guy. 785-236-0100. 6-1. Not unlike Buffett and Munger, TJ is a businessman. If you have property and you want to develop or build, TJ's your guy. Give him a call. Say, what do you think? Let's take a look at this land. 785-236-0161. Online at back9development.com. Aminis is great for the holidays. They have all kinds of lower cost gifts. If you've got somebody on your list, that has a pool table, maybe they need a new set of, of billiard balls, like Kansas City Chiefs billiard balls, or SEC billiard balls, or Big 12. You got all kinds of cool things like that. I've personally asked Santa this year for the bowling pins for my shuffleboard table. I think that looks really fun. And I'm hoping I'll be better at that than actual shuffleboard, because I've got a friend that's not going to get mentioned here that consistently beats me at shuffleboard, and I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it. So I'm going to try the bowling pins. I think they're like 69 bucks. Great Christmas gift. They're on my list from Santa. Aminis.com is the website. You can order these things and ship them anywhere at Aminis.com or visit their showroom at 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. Mention the podcast. This is Aminis. Dr. Jeremy Fry at Fry Orthodontics is ready to see you this Christmas break when the kiddos come home for the holidays and they're out of school for three or four weeks. It's a great time to get them in to Fry Orthodontics say, we don't really like the way these teeth are coming in. What do you think? That first consultation with teenagers over holiday breaks is the perfect time to schedule it. You can schedule right now at fryorthodontics.com. There's 14 locations now in Lawrence as well. So there's one near you. Fryorthodontics.com. Schedule that first consultation. It's free. Just mention the podcast. They'll take a look at what you have and tell you where you think you're going and, and come up with a plan to make it right for your teenager. Holiday break, there's no better time to get the free consultation on those crooked teeth coming in 
than FryOrthodontics.com over the holidays. Fry Orthodontics, your smile is just the start. Our final final comes to you from Excelsior Springs, Missouri, home of our friends Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC, right? The Excelsior Springs cops on Thanksgiving Day were chasing in Excelsior Springs a dude in a heavy-duty truck pulling a manufactured home. We used to call them mobile homes. They're not really mobile homes. It's uh, trailer homes, manufactured home. This dude is pulling it, and he's all over the road. The cops think he's drunk. Excelsior Springs finest are like, okay, we got to do something. This guy's everywhere. He's out on a highway near Excelsior. Somebody's going to get hurt. He's swerving. They eventually get beside him, and they basically just jack him up and force him off the road with this manufactured home. He careens into kind of this ditchy field area. Nobody's hurt. They think the dude is drunk, and we just got to get him off the road. He'd been driving this manufactured home, swerving like crazy for 35 miles. My guess is, the story didn't say this, the truck wasn't big enough, the trailer wasn't good enough to haul this manufactured home. He was going pretty slow, 30 miles an hour, and that's what was creating the problem, is his setup just wasn't good enough. Doesn't matter. The cops in Excelsior Springs wanted everyone to know, this is the best part. This is the best thing you'll hear today. On Thanksgiving Day, the cops working on Thanksgiving Day, the dude was not drunk. Okay, he was just stupid. He was just stupid. Quote, we took him to jail like Excelsior Springs does. Woo-wee. <laughs> that is the quote from the police department. We took him to jail like Excelsior Springs does. Woo-wee. With an exclamation point. That's fantastic. I love Excelsior Springs. I love the spirit of Excelsior Springs and communities like it all over America, not just here in the Midwest. That's right. He'd been driving 35 miles. You go driving your manufactured home through Excelsior Springs and put our drivers and residents in danger. We're pulling you over, jacking you up, and taking you to jail. You better get a new trailer and a new truck if you want to haul that home the rest of the way. <laughs> so fantastic. This holiday season, don't forget, all of our sponsors and more are at thekklist.com. Thekklist.com, a one-stop shop for you to go and see great conservative businesses and services this holiday season. You can also go to mystore.com and see national businesses that are also conservative. Promo code is KKHI. Use that whenever you can this holiday season and save money with Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at thekklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.